The Rebbe starts off the Sikha by saying that from the Psukim in this week's Parsha, where it says, Ki'ikach ish ishu Allah, etc., and then v'yotza, if a man takes a woman, meaning he's marrying her, he has relations with her, if then she goes out and he divorces her, and she marries someone else, from these few Psukim, the Gemara learns out that a woman could actually be acquired in three different ways, Bekesef through money, Bishtar through a document, Ubebiya, and through marital relations. Kesef is learned out from the words kiyikach ish isha, which implies that he's buying her, so to speak. We learn from other places that yikach is through money. Uva'ala we learn out that he's having relations with her. And then the fact that she could also go be married through a star is learned from the hekesh, from the comparison where the Pasuk is speaking about v'yotza, she leaves one husband, v'hoysa, and she's going to marry someone else. We are comparing marriage to divorce in the sense that just like a divorce happens through a document, through a get, in a similar ha- way, ma- marriage could also happen through a star. Now we know that even though a woman could get married technically in any one of these three ways, nevertheless the minig Yisrael is to be makadesh, to marry the woman, to be makadesh the woman, through kesef, through either money, or shove kesef, or something for the value of money. The Rebbe says this fits very much with the fact that the, the kiddushin of kesef is the one that's first, being discussed or being learned from our Pasuk with the words Kiyikach, which we said, Kiyikach Ish-Isha is referring to the fact that he's marrying her through money. Says the Rebbe, since we know that in Torah everything is 100% accurate and precise, so we see that in Kiddushay Kesef, and the idea of marrying the woman, taking the woman in marriage, through money, this in a certain way expresses the general idea of what Kiddushin is all about, even more than the other forms of Kiddushin through Shtar and through Bia, as we will see. Now in the Gemara, there's another way how we learn out that a woman is acquired through money. And this is a Pasuk that says in regards to the Amoy Evriya, Jewish maidservant. The Pasuk says that at the end of her time of her slavery, she goes out free, ain't kosef, there's no money that needs to be paid to her master. Says the Gemara, ain't kesef la'odin zeh, kesef la'odin acher. There's no money being paid to this master when she leaves him, but in a different situation, there is a certain master that gets money when she leaves him. And what would this be referring to? When a young girl gets married and the father, as we know, the father could be makabal the kiddushin, the father could marry her off. So the father would get money for the kiddushin, for this young girl. And so from here we see this idea that kiddushin could also happen through money. Obviously when she's older, she herself gets the money. Says the Rebbe, in, the, in this idea of the kiddushin, being learnt out from these two different psukim, says the Rebbe, that actually this is connected with how we understand the whole concept of Kiddushin. That means in the gather of Kiddushin that comes through money, there's going to be a difference whether we learn it out from the Pasuk of our parsha or the Pasuk of the Yatsachinam Ein Kosef, which is the Pasuk by the Amma Ha'ivriya. To understand this, we'll first preface something that the Ragachavr asks and questions in regards to Kiddushin Kesef. He says the following, by Kedushay Kesef, there's two things happening. There's the fact that this woman is right now acquiring the money, and there's the fact that she's becoming Mukudesh, she's becoming married. So which one comes first? What is the cause and what is the result? Is the first thing that she's acquiring the money or the object, and as a result of that, she's becoming Mukudesh? Or does it work the other way around? She's becoming Mukudesh, she's becoming married, and as a result of that, she now owns the object or the money that the husband has given her. That means, 
Is the Kiddushan happening as a result of the money? Or is it the opposite? That as a result of becoming married, the Kiddushan, she's now acquiring the money. And he brings proofs in both directions. So the Rebbe mentions now one proof for each way. On the one hand, there is a halacha. If a woman is standing in a Rishus Harabim, the husband throws her a divorce, a get. If it is closer to her, she's considered divorced. The same halacha would also apply in regards to Kiddushin. What does it mean the same halacha applies to Kiddushin? So not only is it, if we're speaking about a star that he threw her a, a, a document, but the Rishonim say that the same thing would apply if he threw her the money for Kiddushin. Now the question would be, if she didn't acquire the money yet, because we're not necessarily speaking about a case that it's within her four cubits where the money had fallen, it's far away from her, it's just closer to her. So how did she become a Kudasha? She doesn't own the money yet. That itself proves that the Kiddushan is coming first, and as a result of that, she's acquiring the money. That means she's going to get, the money is going to belong to her because she became a Kudasha, which tells us that the Kiddushan comes first. On the other hand, he also brings a proof the other way around, that the money is what comes first, her acquiring the money comes first, and then she becomes Mekudoshes. What's the proof of this? So the Gemara says, generally we know a, a rule regarding uh, retracting something that one said. You could usually change your mind, if it's within a few seconds. The Gemara says that in regards to Kiddushin, this does not apply. A person cannot take back the Kiddushin, even Toich the Rashbam explains this, that this is referring to a specific situation. If a person was Makadesh, a woman in front of witnesses, he then changes his mind, and he says that the object of the money that I've just given you, you could keep it as a present, as a gift. It shouldn't be for Kiddushin. So we say sorry, we don't listen to him, and she's still to a certain extent considered Mikudeshes. As the Rashbam puts it, Mikudeshes ve'ene Mikudeshes. She's still to a certain extent considered Mikudeshes, he couldn't change his mind. The question is, why is the Rashbam describing such a situation where he's saying you could keep the money and it shouldn't be for Kiddushin? Why doesn't he just explain the Gemara very, very simply? This person is just completely regretting the fact that he has given the money. He wants his money back. Says the Rebbe, this itself is going to be a proof to us that if that would be the case, he would actually be able to ask for his money back and the Kiddushin would, would be gone. Because generally we have a rule that other than Kiddushin, the halach is that usually you could actually change your mind. It's considered as if what you're saying next was set together with the original thing you said. So therefore usually you would be able to change your mind. So if you gave over money, if you changed your mind immediately, you would be able to take back the money. And in fact, she would not be Mekudoshes. Because from giving the money, you could change your mind. It's only if what he's regretting is not the money itself. He's only regretting the Kiddushin. And he's not making any change whatsoever as far as her being able to keep the money. She could keep it as a gift. This is when we don't listen to him and we say, sorry, the Kiddushin is still on. You can't change your mind about that even immediately. Says that this is a proof that what comes first is the fact that she's acquiring the money. Because if we're going to say the Kiddushin came first and as a result of that she got the money then we could have just said the Gemara very, very simply. He's actually changing his mind about the fact that he gave money. And nevertheless, we don't listen to him, because if, again, if the Kiddushin comes first, and as a result of that the money comes, you can't change your mind about the Kiddushin, so therefore automatically you also can't change your mind about the money that came as a result of the Kiddushin. 
It's only if we say that acquiring the money came first, that means the Kedushan are only starting with the fact that she got the money. And therefore he would be able to change his mind technically. If he was changing his mind about the money, he would have been able to do that. So this is why the Rashbam is telling us, no, we're speaking about a case where he's not changing his mind about the money. And the fact that he's changing, that he's, that he's changing the, the money that instead of being for Kiddushin, he's only giving it as a matano. In other words, what he's changing his mind is not about the fact that he gave the money. All he's changing his mind is about the Kiddushin and the money he's allowing her to keep as a gift. And this is what Gemara is saying is that you wouldn't be able to do that because you can change your mind about the Kiddushin. Says the Rebbe V'yashloimar that the difference between these two limudim from where we learn out Kesef Kiddushin, as we said before, is it from our Pasuk and our Parsha Ki Yikach? Or is it from the Pasuk of Yotzachin Amein Kosef? Is going to connect to these two ideas we just spoke about. The Pasuk Ki Yikach Isha, the emphasis is on what the man is doing. Ki Yikach Isha. Whereas in the Pasuk of Ein Kesef, we said that there is no money being paid to the master of the Omo Evriya, but there is going to be money given for Kiddushin, to the father and so on, or to the, as we said also, it will apply to the woman. What's the emphasis over there? The emphasis is on the one receiving the money, the master, the father, who is instead of his daughter in this case, that's the wife that's going to be receiving the money. Says the Rebbe, therefore, if we learn, that if we learn Kiddushi Kesef from the Pasuk, Yikach Ish Isha, in other words, it's about what he's doing, then it makes sense to say that it's mainly the Kiddushin are happening as a result of the fact that he, the husband, has given something, Kiyikach Ish, and in other words, the Kiddushin is mainly what's causing that. Eventually, it'll also become hers. But the main emphasis right now is that he is doing something, he is being Makadosh a woman. It's not about the fact that she acquired the money. So Kiddushin is first. As a result of Kiddushin, she'll eventually acquire the money. But if we say that the whole limud is from the fact that yesh kesef acher, that the Kiddushin is happening because there's someone receiving money, then it makes sense to say that it's not about the, the money per se that the husband gave right now that automatically she was Mekudoshes. The Kiddushin is happening as a result of the money being belonging now to someone else, to another master. The fact that the woman or her father owns the money, as a result of that, she is now becoming Mekudoshes. The Rebbe now continues to the Pinimiya Satoira. The Rebbe says, all in Yadam of Nigla the Torah, all come down on a Shtalshel from the way they are, but Pinimiya Satoira. Says the Rebbe, the same thing we understand in our case. It's known that the inner Pirush of these words are Isha, Niknes, Labayla, the woman is acquired to her husband, is referring to Kedushin, and the Yichud of Hashem, and the Yidin. And that's also accomplished through three things, Kesef, Shtar, Bia, the Rebbe does not go into all of them right here, that I was mainly going to discuss the Kesef, as we'll see. And just like the Kiddushin down here between a husband and wife, there are really two things happening. On the one hand, there's the idea that the woman is being acquired and belongs now to her husband. There's also the idea that as a result of that, or together with that, she's also, she's now forbidden to everybody else. The same idea is in Kiddushin between Hashem and the Yidin. There's one aspect, the Dveikus, that he didn't have with Hashem, there's also the idea that they are separated and removed from anything that's going to be a contradiction to that, which is the worldly matters. They are holy, they are removed from the Taivas of Elam Hazar. Says the Rebbe, just like by Kiddushin down here, both things are of course come together, they're together, you can't separate these two things. 
so too by the Kiddushin of the Eibishter and the Yidin, there's of course both of these things happening together. As it says in the Choyvus Halavavos, that we cannot have Avas Haboyre in our heart, or Ava to Hashem, together with the love of the world. So there's these two things that are obviously are both together. But we're soon going to see which one of these two is sort of coming first, which one is the cause and which one is the result. That will be the continuation. Says that, but now we can also understand the inner reason why the Minig Yisrael is that we are Makadish specifically with this Kenyan of Kesef of money. Because the inner idea of Kiddushin, which is about the Yichud, the Dveikos of Yidin and Hashem, is connected primarily with this concept, with Kesef. What is Kesef? Chassidus explains that Kesef is in the word Nichsoif Nichsafni, which means an expression of longing, of yearning, of Ahavo. This is the Avoid of Ahavo, which is the main idea of that is the connection with Hashem. As it says, Leis Pulchana, there's no Avoida like the Avoida of Ahava. So that's our bond, our connection with Hashem. Says the Rebbe, now we can understand the two ways of looking at it, in regards to the money of Kiddushin. Is the main thing the fact that the money was acquired, and as a result of that there's Kiddushin, or is the main thing that there's Kiddushin, and then as a result of that the money is acquired. And Eilu Ve'elu Divri Chaim, because both of these exist, on the level of Avoida and Pnimi at least. Says the Rebbe like this, the idea of the Kesef, of acquiring the money, the av, which we said before, Kesef, hints to the idea of Ava. This goes to what we said, uh, back to what we said before. There's the Yichud, the Dveikos, the, the connection, the bond between a Yid and Hashem. What does Kiddushin represent? Kiddushin, the word Kiddusha, is, as we know from other places, it's Hafrosh of Avdala, being separated. That's the idea that the Yid is now, as we said before, separated from the matters of the world. Now here again, as we said, there can be two ways. And the question is, which one is the cause? Which one is the one that comes first? And that's going to depend on the particular Seder Avoida. If we look at it more of a Mulmato Lamaila, bottom up type of Avoida, or Mulmaila Lamata, up from top to bottom. That means like this, when you're going Mulmato Lamaila, so the Kiddushin comes first. What that means is first, the Yid needs to separate from the Taivis of this world. And as a result of that, it'll be inspired also with an Ava, with a desire, with a longing telekos, which is the idea of the Kenyan, of Kesef, of Ava. Which this is the regular Seder, which we call Sur Meira first, and then Vasei Toiv. On the other hand, there's another Avaidamul Mailo Lamato, which is exactly the opposite. That is, after a person is standing with an inspiration of Ava telekos, the Kenyan Kesef, as a result of that, he also separates from the world, which is the idea of Kiddushin, which we said means separation from the world. Says the Rebbe, the difference between these two ways, whether it's Mulmato Lamailo or Mulmailo Lamato, is because these are actually two different kinds of Avoida completely. One is the Avoida which we call Avoida going in an orderly fashion, based on Tam Vadas, Tam Vadas, reason, logic, even of Kedusha, but it's in an orderly fashion. And therefore you can't come to Ava Sashem before you first remove yourself from the involvement, the Ava, the Taivas, the lusts and desires of the worldly matters. The second way, on the other hand, is when you're going not in an orderly fashion, not step by step, an avoider, which we call going beyond Tam Vadas, that despite the person's state and situation, he completely dedicates himself, devotes himself to Elikus, and that will come as a result of Kabbalah soil, going completely higher than Seichel. And as a result of that, he'll also become separated and rid of his Taivois and Tanugi Elam Hazah. The Rebbe now goes back to connect it to the two limudim, to the two places where we learned it from. We said there's one limud, which he said is kiyikach ish isha in the parsha of Kiddushin, that discusses Kiddushin. And then there's the limud that we said before from the Yotzah Chinomein Kosef, 
which is discussed in the parsha of what? The Ammo Ha'ivriya. So the Rebbe explains. In the parsha of Kiddushin, in other words, when we're discussing Kiddushin in the regular orderly Seder Avoidah, so then the regular Seder we usually speak about is first there's the concept of Kiddushin, meaning first you separate yourself from all the matters of the world, and then comes the Kesef, which is the Avo and Yichud Telekus. So this fits very much with what we said before, that based on our Pasuk of Kiyika it would sound like first comes Kiddushin, and then the acquiring of the money. In Avoideh, again, this means first you're separating yourself from the world, and then there comes the connection with Hashem. But in the, where we learn it out, the union of Kiddushin, in the parish of the Amo Evriya, which Amo Evriya is a, is, is a, is a maidservant, generally the Avoideh of an Evid, which is connected to the Avoida of Kabbalah's oil usually, Lamailo Mitam Vadas, in that sort of Kiddushin, you could come to that sort of dedication to Elikus, even before you completely separated yourself and holding by that level of completely separating yourself from the world. In fact, as a result of the complete dedication to Elikus, in a way that's beyond logic and reason, automatically you become separated from the world. The Rebbe now takes it a step further. The Rebbe says, Ba'oy that really it's not only an evid in a general sense, but specifically the avoid of the Omoyivriya. And the Rebbe says like this, really these two types of avoid that we discussed about are usually going to be in accordance with the situation, the state that the Yidin that's doing the avoid finds himself. That means, if a person is in a situation where he still needs to be removed from Taivis Oilam in the most literal sense, so then, usually the Seder Avoidah would say is that you cannot reach higher levels in Avoidah, Yichud and Dveikos to Hashem, through Ava, unless you first get rid of the bad that the person has in Taivus Oilam And therefore, you'll say in that sort of case, first comes the Kiddushin, first you need to separate yourself from the world, and then will come the Kesev, the Ava, the Yichud and the Dveikot Alikos. So that's one Seder Avoidah. But what about when a person is sort of removed already from Taivus Oilam in the most basic sense. We're speaking about a person that's, what's the, being demanded of him is a higher form of precious To go away from Teva Midois, from his natural Midois, to serve Hashem not only according to the limitations of his nature, and as Chassidus explains, this is going to be accomplished through an avoid called Moichin, the Godless, which is a very, very deep and tremendous, his boyness in the depths of the heart in Elikus, this will cause that even his midas should be completely trans- transformed from their own nature. That the person's desire telekos should be in a way that his inner, in his inside midas were completely, completely transformed from their very, very essence and to, to now desiring and enjoying elikos. And the midas are completely changed over. So this was speaking about a higher type of person. And that's why when we're speaking about this type of person, when we speak about the Kedushi Kesav of the Omo Ivriya, this is the kind of person we're going to be speaking about. Because what's the Omo Ivriya? Again, Chassidus explains the Omo Ivriya more than the Eved Ivri really represents an Avoida where a person went through a major transformation from what, from the essence completely being transformed. Just like the, the Omo Ivriya in the literal sense. What it says is, the Eved Ivri is the one that brought in the grain and other things from the field into the house. The Omo Ivri is the one that's taking it now and transforming it into food, making it into something delicious. So she represents the Avoid of making a major transformation. And therefore, in this case, what we're going to say is, here you're going more with the Seder of Molmaila Lamata. But says the Rebbe, since we know that really every single Yid really includes all of the levels, that means every Yid really includes even this highest level of the Omo Ivriya, so really, every yid is given the koyach 
to completely devote himself with the greatest Ava and Dveka Telikus, and therefore automatically as a result of that he will be separated from the desires and the Geshmak of this world in a way that he'll have this transformation of his Midas completely from one essence, completely being transformed to the other. And through this, the Isha, which is the Yidin, become acquired to her husband, to Hashem, the complete yichud and dveikas of yidin with Hashem, which this is the ultimate union of marriage, which will be bekarev mamish through the avoida of the original erisin, which is the kiddushin in the time of Golos, and now we'll have the nisuin, beviyas Mashiach tzedkeinu.